to Cave Chronicles. This is episode number 90. Yes, we beat it this time. Uh, and today we are going to be covering our second trip into the sewers for this round, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Um, so first, some show announcements. Uh, yes, counting is hard. I'm Carrie, by the way. Um, and I have a friend and Andrea. How are you hey. guys? Hello. Hi. I'm slightly... I'm slightly... For, with some stuff right now, but uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, we will move past that and press on. Uh, so you anyway, were, like I said, um, some show you were doing the introduction and my battery of my headset died. That was the introduction. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's why I didn't hear you, Andrea. How are you, Andrea? I am doing great. The second semester of oh, school good. has started, oh, and the weather is starting to look nice, and the birds are chirping, so it's it's been good. Yes, the weather is starting to look nice. It's still a bit colder around than, than I'm used to. Not that I'm complaining, because it's going to be freaking hot by, like, July, so. Or soon, you know, who knows? Climate change is a liberal hoax, right? Um, anyway. Speaking of climate change, did you um, survive all the flooding of California? Yes. Well, where I am, I don't know about the Bay Area, but I will find. I will get to find out next weekend when I go up to Berkeley for training. But uh, that's next weekend. I'm sure the flooding's gone away by now. The, all the um, all the atmospheric rivers that uh, have. Uh, that ran through the um, the state because yes, climate change, real thing. It happens. <laughs> it happens, and there and car alarms also happen. Um, so uh, anyway, as I was trying to say, counting is hard, and somehow our show notes got misnumbered, and I found the error, which fortunately it was only you're only off like by a cup, like one. But yeah, so this really is episode ninety. We're back in the correct order. Yeah, we'll get some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just we're just trying to put up one hundred for as long as we can, right? Well, it's really just trying to figure out who's truly paying attention or not. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the one paying attention around. Clearly. And also, hey, we we got feedback from Dagger. Um, he didn't say which episode he was, um, com- I think he's commenting on some of Batman, but could be wrong. He says, 10 points to Andrea for his crap nugget. And yes, Damien is a bit of a crap nugget. I know you all, all rated this fairly low, but I really like this and probably would have even given it an 8 out of 10 in swinging from light poles. It's very likely uh, son of Batman. Uh, I do agree. <laughs> All your reasonings for rating it low, uh, he, they do make sense. Sometimes, like what you like, keep up the good work. 
So thank you, Bat Dagger. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, and a uh, crap nugget to you. They, and, and Andrea, you got... <laughs> Ten points to, to Andrea. Hey. Uh, Andrea. Andrea has 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 uh, come up with a new turn of phrase there. Yeah, I might use that with my students. <laughs> You're all a bunch of crap all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I'll that would fired. go over real well with <laughs> parents and all that. Okay, well... Um, so with that all out of the way, uh, Fred, do you want to tell us about this movie? I would love to tell you about this movie. So the turtles get into another battle with their enemy, the Shredder, who has acquired new allies. The mutant thugs, Bebop and Rocksteady, and the alien being Krang. A ginormous brain. Yeah, now for the box office. So distributor was Paramount Pictures. Runtime was an hour and 52 minutes. It was rated PG-13. The release date was June 3rd, 2016. The budget was $135 million. Opening week was around $35 million. Worldwide gross, $285 million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, 37% for critics, 46% for audience. Um, when it comes to cast and crew, the director hey. was Dave Green, um, who also uh, directed Earth to Echo. Has anybody seen that? I have not. I have not either. Yeah, same. No. I think it's um, a documentary, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, returning actors and actresses to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Megan Fox as April O'Neil, Will Arnett as Vern Fenwick, William... Uh, Fitchner um, as Eric Sachs, Noel Fisher as Michelangelo. Oh, I think I think actually he's not in this one. I I I, I <gasps> erred on that. Sorry, he's not in the you movie. Lied Sorry. to me. Uh, I Noel lied. Fisher I lied to you. I'm so Michelangelo, sorry. You, you can vlog you can me later. I will turn you into a turtle. I was gonna say Fair something enough. else, but I was like, no, 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 turtle is good. Um. Alan Richardson well, as Raphael. Um, turned into in this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete Plozak as Leonardo. Jeremy Howard as Donatello. Uh, Tony Shalhou as Splinter's Shalhou. voice. Uh, new characters: Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. Uh, he was Oliver Queen on Arrow and Jack Spade on Heels. Uh, Tyler Perry is Baxter Stockman. Um, he was also a, uh, Jack Bremer in Don't Look Up, Colin Powell in Vice. And is it Medea? Meda, I think. Oh, Meda. Um, Laura Liney or Lene as Chief Lynn. Vincent. Uh, she also played Wendy Birdie on Ozark, uh, Abigail Adams on John Adams. Uh, Brian T. as Shredder. He was Naburo in The Wolverine, Hamada in Jurassic World. Uh, Stephen Farley as Rocksteady's voice. Uh, he was also he's also Seamus in the WWE. WWE. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I could find. I could find. He's Seamus. Oh, interesting. Um, then we have Gary Anthony Williams as Bebop. 
Um, he was the voice for Bebop. Uh, he also was in Reno 911 and American Dad. And finally, Brad Garrett as Krang's voice. Uh, he was Bloat in Finding Nemo and Triptychon on Transformers. And finally, Brian Tyler as a composer. He also composed Yellowstone, The Grinch, and Sleepy Hollow. All right. All right. So, what do you all think of this movie? Oh wait, we had we have some behind the scenes and discussion first. Sorry, no, I I I am a bit from this this weekend, so um sorry about that. All right, so uh the the Care Bears license plate Mirage eighty four or the car. I'm sorry, I have Care Bears on the brain for some reason. The car ba- uh, license plate um hat is Mirage eighty four. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first appeared in Mirage comics from. 1984. Interesting. Uh, Casey Jones is smashing up the bar to Ice Ice Baby. Uh, it's heard on the jukebox. Uh, Vanilla Ice performed Ninja Rap in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze from 1991. Uh, when April breaks into the headquarters, her fake ID shows her name as Renat Tilly. Renat Tilly is a time-traveling character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Uh, Stephen Amell compared his role of Casey Jones to his role as Oliver Queen in Arrow. Uh, Casey Jones is almost a little bit more like Oliver Queen from uh, people know know from the older comics. I can kind of see that, yeah. Um, the wig April wears when going undercover is the same hairstyle, not the same color, as um, the actress who played April O'Neil in Age Written in... No. This is in the in the in the um in the animated movie. Oh, interesting. In the the um hairstyle from the animated show uh, for April O'Neil. Uh, Kevin Eastman, creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, appears as a pizza delivery guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil in the 1990 um uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, appears as April as April's boss. Re- Nice. Um, there are several tributes to Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze from 1991. Shredder brings in a scientist to assist him. Check. Uh, mm-hmm. Shredder creates two mutants to fight the turtles. Check. Uh, the foot and the turtles complete, compete for possession of a canister of mutant gin. Check. And, and the have an aquatic sequence. Check. <laughs> uh, Peter Plozik uh, provided uh, both uh, motion capture and voice for Leonardo after Johnny Knoxville didn't return to voice Leonardo for the second movie. Um, was originally intended to be the case uh, before Knoxville stepped in uh, for the first movie for unknown reasons, apparently. Um, the producer tried to get cameo roles from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles actors Elias uh, Cotea who uh, Casey Jones and Sam Rockwell, who played a Foot Caroline member, however, both to appear. Uh, Fred Armisen was originally meant to voice Krang. Uh, he dropped out due to schedule conflicts and was replaced by Brad, Brad Garrett. Uh, Steve 
Charlie Rocksteady is the second wrestler to work on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film after Kevin Nash played Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Nice. Awesome. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what you guys, what you guys think? I mean... It was a bit of a mess. It was a bit of a mess. I mean, so older me, like, so when I say older me, like, the (laughs) the younger, much, much, much younger version of me who lived through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of, you know, the animated series and some of the comics, et cetera, et cetera, loved how many throwbacks and how well it uh, represented the original story. So that that was awesome, but it doesn't translate well to older me. Uh, I guess I think I think young I think younger me is still in charge because I I did did really like the, how how it translated and I was like oh this is, I see what they're doing this is fun this is a bit of a mess but it's fun I I think that uh, it, uh, the, Andrea, the hard thing is that it it doesn't really translate like I I just wish it was a little bit more of a serious movie. Um, but it kind of isn't. And I know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, are fun and goofy and, and all that stuff. But it just, I wish it had more of a serious tone. And that's what I appreciated of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s. Um, those movie series, they tried to take a, a more serious tone and tried to make it more realistic. Where I think this one knew it, there was no realism that they were trying to go for. It was just trying to be a lot of fun, trying to break that barrier between animation and um, live action on screen. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I was, you know, 10 to 12 years old, I think I'd probably absolutely love this movie. Uh, But, you know, trying to watch this movie at my age now, uh, it's just a little cringy for me. But, hey, it was fun for for what it was. Um, Yeah, it was I I, it was fun. I, I there there was. Appreciate the the CGI looked a little cleaner this time. A little it bit. It 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 wasn't quite as messy as last time. Um, there there was a part of my brain going, okay, you you want your best people to in charge of getting stuff, but your best people. People are Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. But <laughs> it is true to the animated <laughs> series, and I get that. Yes. 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 I, I get that as well. But it was just like... Uh, sorry. What was... No, I, I was just going to say that... We can't hear you, Andrea. I can't hear you, honey. Can't hear you. Sorry. I, I muted, so there wasn't any feedback from Fred. Um, one of the things that just throws me off of these movies is kind of like the gross humor um especially from bebop and and his friend um but then when i was talking about it with fred he was like well this is like the cartoon like they're they're supposed to be big hulky stupid characters um Mm -hmm. and again being from 
a place where I didn't watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons and stuff, just the movies for the most part. Um, it's not something that mm-hmm. translated well for me. Um, well, I mean, the, yeah, I, I get, I get that too. I mean, maybe I'm just, I, I just, I don't, Ron, the, the Raji humor did, didn't really, you know, turn me off per se. It's just, is, I mean, D-Rock and Rocksteady are raunchy yeah. and very yeah. wrong and very stupid characters. So, um, <laughs> so it, it kind of, it kind of acts with their personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Fred? I mean, Do you have any other, any other? So some of the other criticisms that I have were like the obvious breaking of physics, like the whole scene where the two planes are coming together. Um, you know, they're traveling close to the speed of sound. 30-second window would, would never happen. Jumping from one plane to another is damn near impossible landing on top of another plane is damn near impossible um not saying it's impossible but But he's a genius yeah that's fine and raphael was on the plane past those 30 seconds of jump time and he still landed on that plane yes i will give i will give you that they're they're pushing forty thousand feet traveling at probably 650 miles an hour okay so there's or kilometers an hour. So there's lots of wind there. It's cold. There's no oxygen being on the outside of a plane. It, yeah. Sorry. It's just too much for me. And then when they blow out the front of the the cockpit and they're still able to change the trajectory of the plane so it doesn't crash. I mean, they should have just done a more controlled crash than yeah. trying to fly it. Uh, well, well, I mean, the- I know. <laughs> I I, so I know. It, they, I mean, with the, the 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 two goons shot out the cockpit, there wasn't much they could do after that. But yeah, so it's taking a nosedive, but they're still able to pull out of it, even though that the you know flight controls are all shot to crap, and there's yeah, there there's no mm-hmm. way that that plane would have maintained flight at all after that. I just thought, hey, it's turtles. They get to do anything, right? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, okay, I of get course, it. They're of they're course, they're superheroes. And they're they're yeah. they're, they're more they're environment they're they're better they're better suited to the environment. That of course that was their whole thing. With that was the whole reason why they had to be the ones to go up and fight crap, right? Yeah. It. I felt like there was a lot that there like there was a lot of things in this movie. You had what was that tentacle dude? Um Craig. Craig, you had Craig. the the two bozos, you had Shredder. Um there was a lot going on. So I, I see where they were going. Like they're trying yeah, to there was, expand. There was a lot going on. Yeah, into the other dimensions, et cetera, et cetera. So which is fine and that kind of holds true think- to the main story but and i think they were, were trying try to expand more to some of the other characters in the comics like i i know i've seen crank in some of the cartoon some episodes of the cartoon show but i'm not as familiar with crank as maybe some other people who have read and watched more turtles than i have 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, he's the one pulling the strings for, for Shredder in the background, right? So, no, I, mm-hmm, I get I that, and so. I appreciate that he's there, so. How do you guys yeah. feel about Stephen Amell being Casey Jones? You know what, I, I liked him up to a point. I I, I kind of took Joel Casey Jones. I like him as Casey Jones. I did take, I did take issue with if he's, especially in today's environment, roughing up or smashing up a bar probably isn't the best way to um, to get your point across. Right. But yeah. I mean, that being said, he was a criminal. So it's not like he was roughing up the place for like he, you know a stand-up was, citizen. Who, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But was he a criminal in the movie though? He wasn't. Yeah, he supplied. Casey or the, um... Yeah, so the barkeep you know provided you know phones and whatnot to the criminals. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought you meant that Casey Jones himself was a criminal, and oh, I was sorry. like, oh no. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. That makes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that yeah. they gave subtle hints that he was Casey when he's driving um, Shredder in the truck and he's like, oh, like uh, for anger management, I like hockey. And they were like, oh, yes. Could it be? Yeah, I, I, I like I like that they I like how they made the uh, made an issue that they couldn't understand him with the mask downs, like yeah, or, or, yes, or, like okay, okay, fr- okay, Friday the Thirteenth wannabe, we yeah. can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. If I remember right from the the original cartoon, um, it was always a hockey stick, so like a goalie stick though, not a a player stick. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised they didn't didn't go with that. Well, I don't know. Well. He also in the first in the first movie he also used cr- uh, cricket bat so yeah. yeah and my point with the cricket bat was fine too but a regular hockey stick is much thinner um so it wouldn't have the same strength to you know hit like a goalie stick would or mm-hmm. a cricket bat would and so I think that's why they used it in the nineties for for ah, those movies okay Right. You take a regular I, hockey stick, it'll just crack over somebody's, you know, skull like that. But yeah, I don't. I yeah. This is this tells you how much I pay attention to sports. <laughs> sports so. and stick is different. <laughs> I find sports, it very yeah, funny that yeah, what's that guy's name? Um, Airhawk. What, what was his like co co name? The Will Arnett character that's taking oh, um oh, Falcon. Yeah, um, I like how like he's blowing up bags of air to sell for like two hundred dollars, and like you know, like yeah, that was just it's, oh, it's wow. cringy, but like you, you, the things that people sell now are just insane. So I, I don't that know, like, like people that sell farts of jars. Like, come on, like, so yeah. okay, was he the innovator of all this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> but you know, yeah, so, selling your own hot air—that's that's one I I don't see all that often. 
Yeah, I, he is uh, special. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. So another thing that kind of... Another thing that kind of spoke out to me in this one was, okay, it really seemed like they tried to get Neil deGrasse Tyson, but they couldn't get him. So they just found somebody that was very similar. (laughs) I was, I was waiting for, for a Neil cameo when they got to the Hayden Planetarium, just to, like the antidote to uh, Tyler Perry's character. It's like, yes. Yeah, you're the you're the Neil wannabe, and you're not. And, and also, Neil's an astrophysicist. He's not a he's not a bioengineer or something. So, so. what? It doesn't matter. I, I just want to see Neil in the movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But... He's a mad yeah, scientist. Come on. I, I, I would have. Yeah, I I would have I would have liked to see see it maybe Yelly at the at at Bebop and Rocksteady or the Turtles. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, hey, what are you what awesome. are you doing here? That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, I, favorite characters again? Still Donnie, the nerd, the one in purple. Yeah, Donatello. I like him. I I there's just something about oh um what's the oh and everybody's gonna hate me for this uh the orange one. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. I just can't get to like him. Like, if he was like a little, like, I I think it's the voice acting. If it was any other voice, I think I would enjoy it a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Mikey in these two movies is a bit cringy. He's not as cringy in this one as he is as he was in the first one. But yeah, he's still he's still a bit cringy, and it's just like, oh, really? He's he's like the he's like the the super horny teenager. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid and I was watching the cartoons, Michelangelo was my jam. So I, I loved him and all his like Kawabunga dude and all those kind of things. I loved it when I was younger. <laughs> um, his portrayal in this movie just didn't resonate with me so much. Uh, and I think that it primarily hits with the voice actor. I think it was just it, not a good match. Like I think that the whatever lines he had could have worked if somebody else had um, set them in a different way. Possibly. So for my favorite of the turtles, I would probably say would be maybe Raphael. I don't know. I think he was the closest one that that I liked the most. I I do I do like Raph. He's he's a I I like the hothead, but he's 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 a second after Donnie because yeah. Donnie's the one with the Donnie's the one with the gadgets and the and. And, and the brains and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that too, right? <laughs> I I did I I did I did like how they play, how the turtle how the turtles played um uh Casey Jones when he saw he saw Splinter. That was a, that was I hilarious. I was just gonna say that is I think one of my favorite scenes. It's like crouch down, now go for him. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> We believe in you. It's all you, bro. <laughs> yeah, game over. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you've all, you've already got four turtle, four ginormous turtles, and you're freaked out. 
one of the other things that really bothered me about this movie, and uh, I'm really surprised they didn't didn't do this, it was we didn't get enough Shredder. Yeah, not a lot of yeah. his attacks, more like strategic planning. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want yeah, to see a good fight was, scene with Shredder. And, and he wasn't, and he wasn't really the the main bad guy for this one. Yeah. Thing. So it it did it did kind of it was kind. Of, I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, when when Krang just freezes Shredder, I'm like, whoa. That that didn't work out so well for you, Shredder, did it? Yep. Yeah, I wanted to either see the yeah. turtles fight Shredder again, and then once Shredder kind of goes down, mm-hmm. then Krang comes out, or the other way around, Krang's about to go down and Shredder saves him. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see something like that, but uh, I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Oh, and I mean, this movie tried to set up like a third movie because Shredder's not oh, yeah. really dead. He's frozen with these other unknown things that have been also frozen. Um, so it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see what other crazy things yeah. are there. And Krang was like, you haven't seen The Last of Us. Right. The Last of Me. But we have. <laughs> <laughs> but we have. Until they at least At least for this time. iteration of The Turtles. Until they yeah. Until they reboot the movies for a third time. Yeah. Were there any favorite quotes you had for this movie? I mean, the end credits when that started coming up. I think that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I I enjoyed not specific quotes, um, but specific scenes. Like that scene with Casey Jones going into the lair and trying to spook uh, Master Splinter. Um, uh-huh. That little line about anger management by Casey Jones giving a little tidbit of who he is. Um, but nothing mm-hmm. really that stuck out to me that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to like say this on on the podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple like the whole what what would Vin Diesel do? Yeah, uh, fair. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, psych himself up to to jump out of the plane. He he was doing he was doing he was doing a bit of a you know um, uh, B A Brockus impersonation from eighteen <laughs> with that yep. whole you know fear of fear of jumping out of a perfectly good plane. And, into one into one that they then proceeded to destroy. <laughs> but there was also some, that some was, parallelisms that, was... that were in this movie from the first one. So in the first movie, they were sliding down uh, a mountain uh, because of snow, uh, and you know the semi truck mm-hmm. trailer that they were in, etc., was sliding down with them, and they had to escape before you know they go over the edge. And then this one, yeah. it's a river, but very 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 similar. So I thought mm-hmm. that was that was neat. Um, it kind of gives throwback yeah. to the first one. Um, very cool. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's how we got the the aquatic scene. The, yes, you know, going over the falls and. I like that moment where and, um yeah, I think it's Leonardo. Arms he, and legs in. Yeah, he gets out of the water and then he sees a tortoise. Um, it's like, oh, look at that. I think that was Raphael. <laughs> oh, yes, it was like, Raphael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Raph, but it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is, 
this is not what you think. <laughs> They're tortoises. They're completely different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Most turtles have flippers, but not all of them. I guess. I'll probably get yelled at for that. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Better you than me. Yeah. I'll remember you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Fred, how about how about you go over some plot holes and goofs I for would this movie? I would absolutely love to. All right. Um, so the Ducati Street Fighter bikes, the foot shoulders they're riding have uh, low-revving two-cylinder V-twin engines. The high-pitched sound heard is from a typical high-revving four-cylinder uh, Japanese sports bike. Uh, character error. The Dodge Challenger, driven by Casey, has no front plate. This is against New York law. It also seems strange for a corrections officer to a uh, officer aspiring to become a cop. Um, interestingly enough, when he does get into the Challenger and he takes off out of the parking garage, you hear him peeling out. But when you're watching the uh -huh. screen, he's turning like uh, down one parking lane uh, to get towards the exit, and it's like sound doesn't make sense to where he is in the scene <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh continuity yeah. Uh, <laughs> before april changes her disguise she is wearing a black shirt and full length stockings she mm -hmm. puts on a new skirt on over this which is not long enough to cover the black one she makes no other adjustments to her costume below the waist suddenly the first skirt has vanished and her stockings are only knee high and the reason for this is they didn't pay Megan Fox enough to go full, you know, change of clothes in public. <laughs> oh, well, it, it probably was, it for happened, good reason. It happened off camera. Yeah, probably for good reason. But it's ha it, I just figured it happened off camera. I mean, maybe Superman came down and did it for her. Probably. Maybe. Most likely. That's what it was. Uh, next one in the parking lot fight. <laughs> exactly in the parking lot fight scene with Bebop and Rocksteady, Casey finds wheels and ducks the tapes them to his boots, planning to use them as rollerblades. In the following scene, it's obvious and visible that he has full aggressive sport type rollerblades on his feet. I know, and this is exactly I like. I turn to Andrea. When did he have time to put on rollerblades? <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, yeah. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to go to that hockey aspect. When, when did I, I when did it. April have time to change? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Suspend reality and plus he can't he can't out plus he can't outroute the outrun those bikes. So he needs some he needs. Yep. Uh, the video introducing Vern at the basketball game includes a progression of newspaper magazine headlines to summarize the events of the previous film, but the visible dates on some of the publication bounce back and forth totally out of order between July 2014 and December 2013. Also, the video begins by saying the events happened a year ago, but the game is being played on October 31st, which is significantly more than a year after the latest publication dates of July 2014. Wow. <laughs> Some people have the best Somebody's detective bias. <laughs> <laughs> Factual errors. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're going to stretch some reality here. But here, let's go. According to yeah. Dr. Stockman, Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady's new forms are due to dormant genes connected to humanity's animal ancestors. 
This is partly correct, though clearly not in the way intended. Every Jane dormant or otherwise conducts, or sorry, connects us to our ancestors. But humanity's ancestors do not include rhinoceros or warthog. I mean, some people <laughs> I mean, do somewhere. like to have, you know, I'm going to use quotes, fun with animals. So maybe in some family genes, I, there's some cross species things. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not far. Like, I don't know. Having a rhinoceros in your bloodline would be weird. It would be, yes. But we're talking about a show that has talking turtles that are ninjas. And yes, yes. So, so anything is possible. All right, next one. When the turtles are in the hold of the cargo plane, they are hot. The hold of the cargo plane at altitude is typically a very cold place. There's lots of things wrong with they're, that. Scene. They're also cold-blooded, so. But they're vertically standing, bipedal, ninjas, turtles. Anyway. This is true. This is, yeah. It's not supposed to make sense, I guess. Uh, last but not least, when Vern goes out. Uh, sorry, goes to get the recording from a hidden camera in the wall clock. He had to pull out the whole wiring from the ceiling walls and it returns to just a point below where the actually hidden camera was placed and installed. An electrician technician would not waste such a long wire around the hall if it had to be put in the storage device just below it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had visions. I had, I had, I had visions of a friend of mine uh, uh, from back when I first moved in here, um, coming in, taking a look at how the uh, phone company had wired my my apartment and just taking us like, what, WTF, what did they do here? That this so was so a possibility that somebody would do this. It, it, it is, is a possibility. A, yeah, it's a possibility that someone incompetent did wiring in that building. So... Yeah. I know a lot of people that work in construction. Um, one of the lines of business my company does is construction. And, um, you know, some people get paid by the hour. Hmm. <laughs> and I guess they can justify, I just I can justify the extra, the use of that extra material. Maybe they didn't know how to splice a cable or, you know, <laughs> maybe they didn't, they didn't, they had all this cable. They didn't. There we go. What a, Needed to use up to go somewhere. Yeah. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes, our favorite little tidbit. Um, <laughs> our first one is, I'm not going to say much about the plot other than it's all as absurd and as nonsensical as it sounds. And I do have to agree with that one. A lot of the things that we have mm -hmm. said today have been like, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We just have to accept it for what it <laughs> insert is. Insert shrug yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, insert shrug. Insert. Insert. This is a given that this is going to be completely absurd. Yep. Absolutely. Um, then we have, thankfully, funnier and less serious than its predecessor, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows, is still juvenile and simplistic storytelling. And it's true. It's easy to follow. Nothing too, too crazy. Yeah. Um, watchable, mm -hmm. I would say. 
Um, and finally, this is no one's idea of a must-see movie, but if your expectations are nil, uh, you might be pleasantly surprised. Oh, I, I, I tend to keep my expectations low. It, it keeps me from getting punched in the face. So, that, that works. Yeah. Hey, I'm just surprised you found a, a positive. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we need to rate this movie. And thank you, Bat Dagger, for give for inspiring the the ratings for this this episode. Um, Andrea. Oh dear. Uh, one out of ten crap nuggets. How do you get how how do you rate this movie? Um. Oh boy, this is a, a tough one. Did I enjoy it more than the first one? That is a good question that I'm asking myself, not because Carrie asked me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I liked it more than the first one that we watched. And I think that I gave it like a 4.5 out of 10 crab nuggets. So I think I'm going to go the same. like. 4.5 okay. out of 10 crab nuggets I can watch it it's not going to be like an all time favorite but I like the action sequences I like sometimes the funny aspects of it and it's just a movie that if I need to do work I can watch it and do my work in peace so there we go yeah you can kind of turn your brain off and you can don't you don't have to be paying attention it's not it's not like something yeah attention to what's going on Fred, what 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 are you? How, how do you rate this movie? I'm I'm trying to trying to fit this in somewhere. I'm I'm looking at my my ratings. I think I put that one, sorry the the last one, as I'm trying to recall. I, I can't remember. I think I put it as either a four or four point five. And I think mm-hmm. this one, I did enjoy more than the first one. I am going to put this as a, a 4.5. So this would put it in line with Elektra, Spider-Man 3, Hancock, and Chronicle. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm probably going gonna, gonna to give this a uh, 5. And I, I think that's kind of why I gave the last one as well. Um, it's not something to watch, but not, you know, the worst thing I could um, I could sit down and watch, and you know, like I like like you said, Andrea, it's something that's like if I need to be distract. If I need so just something on in the background, I can you know flip put it on. And, yeah. You know, business and not not pay too close attention. And some are cool. Even I mean, even if they're nonsensical, you know, the whole the whole played sequence was. Uh, even if it doesn't you know comport with the laws of physics. But again, that we're we're talking mutant turtles yeah, exactly or ninjas so. and teenagers so <laughs> I, I like you you've already you've already you know thrown out a lot of logic uh for this movie exactly yeah but fred what's next on our, our, our itinerary here i i think something that i'm going to rate much higher than a 4.5 <gasps> i am not emotionally oh, sure. prepared I don't know if Andrea is ready for this. I've seen ready. it. I've not. seen it once I'm and only re- twice. Not I, have, I, have I haven't seen it. Seen it I haven't seen it yet. I oh haven't dear. seen it yet. I'm not ready. I'm going to have to be. Re- it's not going to matter. I'm going to have to be ready next month. 
Brad, what are we watching? We are going to be watching Logan. I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. This is uh, I, I am so it's not. a it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It uh, it'll move you. I mean, okay, I know I know what happens, and I'm still not ready. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So so yeah. I guess um, <laughs> we will need therapy sessions paid for by Random Chatter. That happens. <laughs> yeah. We can send the bill to Tim. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll. Um, I'm sure he'll get right on that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, All or right. Just, or, or since Mike's no longer with us, we just blame him. Always. He, he is the one who set this order, right? So just send the bill to Mike. Yeah, send the bill and, to Mike. Oh, okay. Perfect. Awesome. I like that idea. All right. Andrew, so, why don't you close this out? Sure. So we can hear, sorry, we want to hear from you. Um, you Email, we can hear from you, I guess, yes. Um, You can email us at capechronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomchatter at capechronicles. You can find me on Twitter at catsbears, that's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z, Freyrick, (laughs) Freyrick. Fred, where can we find you? Wow. You can find me right next to Andrea. And they said, oh, so on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fred Ewan Kenobi. That's F R E D D Y W O N Kenobi. And Carrie, where can they find you? You can find me at Carrie Black 42. That's K E R I Blackfire 42 for as long as Twitter is still usable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can also uh, find. Um, that, is, it, that place is dying a slow, painful death. Oh, it's a mess. It is a mess. Um, mess. You can also find all of our shows at randomchatter.com. We don't just talk about movies. We talk about much, much more. You can also spread the word and support us. Leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We will read them on air. And finally, uh, as silly as the sounds, the music that you hear in this podcast is high roller. <laughs> I did it wrong. Wow. No! <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is silly, though. Okay. All right. So, finally, the music you hear in this podcast is high roller mojo by Blue Sally. And as silly as this sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Got manga, dude. I swear I was a Got manga, dude. Andrea needs to wear her glasses, and she doesn't. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Wow. Next time, guys. We got through it. <laughs>